Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, we're recording. That's good for a podcast because we'll need that for later. It's the Luca Pete Show. I'm Pete Donaldson. It is, it's a Thursday, Thursday, the 18th of August. Uh, I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Lister, Mr. Lister Munkmuir. Lister Munkmuir. Great start. Just a great start to the show. What a great start to the show. <laughs> Stick listener, a fork in me. I'm ready for the show. I guess I am kind of a listener, aren't I? Yeah. I Whether suppose, I want yeah. it or not. You've got to listen to me and then you have to react effectively. You've really got to kind of go, right, what's he talking about this time? What? Because yeah. I'll throw things at you. Yeah. Not that I'm a challenging intellect, it's just that I don't have any intellect and I'm very forgetful. And so you might be, at any point in a sentence, required to decode or uh, come up with some facts that I haven't been able to remember. Yeah, and I think this is the kind of, the role I perform here is very much a translator, isn't it? And I think <laughs> yeah. it's your, it's at both of our names above the door, but people are generally kind of listening for you, really. Mm. But I don't think people fully know who haven't done any broadcasting before, how difficult it is to co-host with someone so unpredictable. Mm. Yeah, and, but not. But that makes it make me sound uh, important and good. But it, it's not. It's just. It's just. Difficult. Oh no, I don't mean it's that. Just, it's like it's like you're not not just an interpreter. You're not just a translator. Um, you have to kind of like decode my cultural references as well for the people. It's uh, so it's it's, it's a localization, I suppose you'd call it more than anything else. You're an endangered species of one. <laughs> yeah, I'm an endangered species. I'm like and, a, I'm like a trash lemur. Yeah. And um, what are you thinking about um, how... I know this is like boring chat. And I don't... I got to the point now where, I'll be honest with you, because of the weather, I haven't slept very well. Right. It's still taking me time to catch up with the sleep because the weather's just been so brutal. Mm. So I don't... You know what? For the first time, I don't actually fucking care if the listeners find this boring or not. <laughs> um, what have you made of the uh, the weather, Peter? Because I think it's just been beyond the pale now. Yeah, I spent the weekend in, well, I spent Saturday mostly in a field, and that was most unwelcome. Uh, that was the last place I wanted to be, and uh, the, the the first place I, I deemed uh, t- to be. And uh, yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous. So we didn't get to this on Monday, because um, we were talking about other things, but mm. what was the... Um... What was the kind of arrangement like? Was it was there much shade on offer? Did you have enough water? Did you have plenty of sun cream? What was the situation? I bought myself, you know, like one of those, you know, what the young people wear, those little kind of over the shoulder, across the chest kind of oh, bags. Oh, please don't tell me you did Come that. On. Come on, Alex Luke. at Glastonbury. Alex at Glastonbury singing Tiago Silva on stage. Yeah, it was, it was like that. Yeah, I bought myself yeah. a little bag and I popped a little uh, my my big phone and my little pot of sun cream. 
uh, and I just sort of wore that for most of the afternoon. <laughs> did it? Did but but was it like brutally hot? It was it was it was too hot. And also, I had about three curries as well. Again, oh not my ideal. God. <laughs> you what don't even want to help yourself. <laughs> yeah, but I'd made a friend in the curry uh, truck, and he was a Geordie, uh, and he was like, uh, and he, we were just talking about Steve Watson and Lee Clark and stuff like that. It was brilliant. He was a man of of. I don't think that means you have to vintage. buy three of his curries. <laughs> I did have to go back. I went, I went back for a pakora as well and a bit of uh, tamarind. Why don't we have like much tamarind um, kind of stuff in our lives? Yeah. Tamarind's such an interesting flavour. Like, I think our 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 food would do quite well. A bit of cheese with tamarind paste or tamarind like jam or something. I think I, you I can think get it. Work. You can get it. You got me a tamarind. I ate, I ate a tamarind. I think it's a confusing fruit for people to break out of the shell and eat. It looks a bit odd. It looks like a bit mm. like a fox turd in the shell. Mm. Yeah, Doesn't it's it? slightly bitter as well when, when you juice yeah. them. But I, uh, yeah, I, when I brought that home from St. Lucia, I'm fairly certain you're allowed to do that. I'm fairly no, certain. If this was can. a TV show where I'm on the uh, Australia border force, they'd be oh, explaining yeah. to me Here why, they again. why Here I they are again. <laughs> uh, you, you're, hi- you're hiding tamarinds in your fucking pants. Done up hair. <laughs> uh, Pete, you, I can imagine you just going up to the curry guy and going, excuse me, mate, um, how many curries do I have to buy to get a chat? <laughs> to chat about Steve Watson. I want to yeah. talk about Steve. He's v- one of the very few people who knows who, what's, who Scott Sellers is, I must admit. Were you wearing your shirt? I wasn't wearing my shirt, no, but I told him about my shirt. <laughs> if, you're spe- <laughs> if you're spending a lot of your time, presumably you're up there with friends, you go up to that part of the world because you went to university there, mm. um, so you're up there with friends. If you spend a lot of the day just chatting to the bloke working in the curry tent, are you mm. making the most of the day? No. Well, but I mean, to be honest, the Shady, reason why... Don't it? The reason why we went—it's <laughs> got tamarind. Uh, the reason why we were up there was uh, well, not because of this, but it was something to do during the day. Um, we went to uh, something called a fake festival, Luke. Um, mm. It was a festival where all of I the saw acts... the video you sent me of the guy being JK from Jamiroquai. Yeah, that was. Uh, that he was, uh, needed that headwear. <laughs> For anyone to have any idea who the fuck he was, <laughs> he looked like Tim Westwood. Um, the he was. You can't um, say that these days. I mean, you can, but I mean, it, but it puts different things in there, doesn't it? Um, the uh, the yeah, he was he. So so this was the lineup, right? From twelve o'clock onwards. Um, we had uh, twelve o'clock. We had now we. Had... I'm going to need the names of the bands as well because that's normally the best part of a, of a tribute band festival. Okay, yeah, yeah I'll have a th- I'll have a thing. Um, Pulp. We're at twelve o'clock, and they were pulped. That kind of works, doesn't it? Okay, that yeah, works it. Uh, and then next up was the Stone Roses, and I think that might have been the Stone Roses. I nice. Think. And then Jamiroquai, Space Cowboy. Uh, and then <laughs> was he just called Space Cowboy? <laughs> just called the Space Cowboy. Um, but uh, but the, no, they were he, called like, Total Stone Roses. Apparently, I'm on the website. Pete. Oh, well, I'll do right. Oh, fair news. Okay, let's see how, yeah. see how well I remember these then. And then I think there was a Kasabian uh, tribute act, and they just replaced the S with a Z, Kasabian, lazy, uh, which is a nice touch. Uh, and then there was a Foo Fighters. Uh, were they the Food Fighters? I can't remember now, to be honest. Um, well, I'll tell you what I've got here on the list. Okay, I've got uh, Green Date. Oh no, this yeah, none of these were. At, yeah, it's a different date. They, oh, so okay, they, so right. They, so they basically th- that's the. Oh no, sorry, I've got it. it here. I've got it here. I've got it here. Right. Um, uh, Space Cowboy was the Jamiroquai one. Yeah. Kasabian, you was right. Just Kasabian with a Z. Yeah. Did you have the Killers? No, didn't have the Killers. No. They're called the no. Fillers, apparently. 
That's a good one. I like that. Oh, and the Foo Fighters are called the Four Fighters. I don't the know Four why. Fighters, yeah. that's it. And then some Oasis one, which was also quite good. Um, but like, so this festival goes around and it just like, it just does different towns with different tribute acts. But the problem is like some days you'll have better lineups than others. So you've got your Guns N' Roses tribute acts, you've got your Bon Jovi, you've got your Killers, you've got, you know, some pretty big yeah. bands with big songs. And you're like, right, cool. Um, but we, I, I happen to think we had a bit of a stinking one. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody did Jamiroquai although they were very good and he sounded yeah, but a bit like I, Jamiroquai what so, so I loved the idea of how three costume these... changes nice that's good to see <laughs> how do you put the lineup together so do you go by so say you did a fake festival true mm. band festival mm. you know, and if the words on their website are to be believed uh, wait till you see how our fake bands look sound and move um, <laughs> that's the tagline uh, but anyway so we know what we're getting, we're getting into but do they go on the on the size of the band they're imitating or how good they are exactly. at imitating so for example exactly. I don't see why according to this lineup I've got here I mean I don't think Queen should be on first no I mean, that's no. an insult to the memory maybe of the they, great maybe they're, just, they're just wholly inaccurate or they've got a wedding later I don't know I do not the know. Queen at 12pm get out <laughs> that was the last but, time Queen played at midday <laughs> but they so they do all these kind of like towns like they do like Cleethorpes and stuff where they'll just they've got their own tent so that's that's paid for that's bought and paid for uh, and they just go around they just direct this tent with a few uh, fences uh, and, a, and, a, and a security section and uh, yeah they just do a festival and I, I like the idea of it um, it was relatively well attended, relatively well resourced when it comes to the bar and stuff. It was it was yeah, people just want done. to hear the great songs, right? I get it. I'll exactly, totally yeah. It. And and to be honest, I guess with bands like Kasabian, there aren't. It's the sort of thing you're not going to be able to hear a track from uh, the second album uh, played by. You know, you're not going to hear the Foo Fighters do tracks like "This Is a Call." You're not going to. Nobody's going to cover those songs, really, are they? Uh, mm. And most of Pulp's oeuvre as well. So it's quite nice. I think maybe there is a bit of value to hearing a Pulp tribute act over a Guns N' Roses tribute act because you're always going to hear Guns N' Roses tracks covered by every wedding band going, surely. I know what you mean. And I, I mean, for me, the, the main barrier is that Pulp are dreadful. Um, so that's why I don't want to hear them. Right. But I take the point. <laughs> I'm only saying that partly because they're your favourite band. But um, um, can I also just ask, so I told you before that my uh, cousin is the country's premier Kate Bush tribute. Mm, okay. And she also plays Stevie Nicks in a big Fleetwood Mac tribute yes, band. Yes, okay, yeah. And um, I've obviously seen her at various family functions over the years. And she just says that like, it's almost a bit like an acting job, right? It's just great fun. Like you get to be someone mm. else. It's you know she's a really great, uh, talented musician and singer. So you know I don't think she's got any insecurity about whether you know. Oh no, no one wants to hear my own original compositions. She's just mm. having a great time and getting paid yeah. really fucking well. Yeah. Um, but she said something interesting to me is that how what happens is you're really it's a unless you're doing a really really big band, you are kind of taking a bit of a gamble so even Fleetwood Mac and particularly Kate Bush they kind of go in and out of fashion I know yeah. Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac are obviously huge and maybe that's a poor example but Kate Bush for example she said that now she's booked up to the rest of the year solid really? because of Stranger Things just doing the one song over and well, that's what again. people want to hear, but they're going. Right. Oh, people, but what, it, but it's almost serving as a reminder as people not just going. Oh, running up that hill is amazing. They're going. Fucking hell, Kate Bush is good, isn't she? Mm, and so okay, it becomes a lot more. Um, she becomes a lot more kind of in the public eye because of it. Yeah. I think it's a cool thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to. I probably would have been really snobby about it when I was a kid because uh, I was really you know felt I, I kind of felt like I was really passionate about my music and stuff. But I mean, once oh. you get over all that cringy stuff, 
Um, you realise that people are just there to have a good time. But the atmosphere is fucking great. I bet you haven't got, you haven't got to sit time. through. Listen, mate, you go and see Kasabian now, and I think their newer stuff sound, actually sounds quite good. But you go and see Kasabian now, you are going to have to sit through four or five songs at least that you've never heard for, before on their new album before you hear the stuff you want to hear, right? Mm. With that, you ain't going to have to do that, are you? Well, I mean, it was interesting that they that uh, they still had a Tom, obviously, because Tom was obviously fighting mm. the band for 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 what a hot potato that. that guy must have been gutted. I know to hear what happened. He must have been like, oh, do I have to leave the band now? But uh, it kind of reminded me that Tom's delivery on the songs it's almost a bit like UK Garage. Would that be fair to say? Like an MC, yeah. Because he sort of goes live in technical. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's sort of like he's just a bit like. Come on, come on, kind of guy, more than actually singing, which I kind of forgotten. What are you doing there? What do you mean? What <laughs> t- <laughs> I tell you what, another highlight was uh, seeing a man dressed like Jarvis Cocker with the glasses, with the with the suit and that, uh, on a really hot day, just deciding to sing song two at one point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck this! <laughs> fuck this! I've done my contractually contractually obliged fucking minutage. I'm doing song two. Yeah, it was um, really good. I, really also, fun. I also feel that like the pressure to be a Jarvis Cocker would be real because he's so skinny. Oh, what you'd have to maintain? Your, yeah, if you put on any kind of weight, yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Actually, if, yeah. if I'm if I'm um, if I was Axl Rose in the tribute band, I'd be very happy because Axl's put on quite a lot of beef. If he starts losing weight, I'm not here for that. <laughs> but I suppose yeah, maybe they want to be they want to be classic era, don't they? So primo, they have to yeah, look, yeah, like the classic era kind of thing. Yeah, but um, fun. Yeah, great stuff. It sounds it sounds pretty cool. It sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, it was, it was I, um, a really good laugh. I uh, how much was the ticket, by the way? Uh, I think it's about forty quid. But For all day. I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess the, the thing uh, and the the beers weren't too bad either. Um, the um, uh, I, I think Finn producer Finn uh, tried to buy tickets to go and see Bruce Springsteen. Minimum. Uh, I think it was 500 quid in Birmingham. 500 quid, because he's got that sliding scale thing. The more yeah. rare the tickets are, the more uh, expensive the, the, they become, um, which is just obscene uh, for most yeah. people. For and... a man who spends all this time singing about the plight of the working classes, he's mm. a little bit full on. Yeah. But, I, I, but... I, I, don't, I don't actually know. I suppose if you're Bruce Springsteen, you probably have got quite a lot of power over that stuff. But generally mm. speaking, so I remember, obviously not trying to compare us to Bruce Springsteen, other than that we're both working class heroes as well. <laughs> when, we did, when we did Ramble Live... I don't remember us getting a huge amount of say in the ticket price because no. um, you, you get you get to sort you get asked your opinion and you sort of try and say that you know you don't want people to be ripped off and stuff. Mm. Um, but other than that, you don't really get a huge amount of power. And I also wonder how it works with that type of stuff because I mean uh, the example I would use would be the Rolling Stones because my mum said to me about six months ago that the one band she'd never seen because she used to go see live music all the time mm. that she wanted to see was the Rolling Stones and I saw they were yeah. playing at Hyde Park so I was like look. I'll, I'll, I'll get it as a surprise for her. So I ended up having to take the whole family because I think that's probably only fair. Can't leave, can't leave the old man out. Don't want to leave the family out. So I end up buying, I think, six tickets mm. um, for Rolling Stones at Hyde Park. I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I say I think it was between eight hundred and a grand. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's and that's fair. just to get in the door. <laughs> yeah. And bearing in mind all the sponsors they've got as well, Pete. Yeah. Like, and that only gets you in the door. It doesn't get you anything. Yeah, that is, and that I mean, was the that cheapest is... tickets that were still available. I think they were. I think they were. Yeah, I think they were like a hundred. I can't exactly remember, but I think they were a hundred and fifty each. I think mm. that's pretty so, horrific, isn't it? That's pretty wild. I mean, obviously, being too sentimental about it, I've, I've, all the money I've got, I've fucking earned myself. So people can have their own opinion on that and keep it to themselves. <laughs> it was amazing that um, 
to see my mum enjoy it so much and the rest mm. of my family. So I'm not, I'm, I can't, can't put a price on that kind of experience. Mm. But at the same time, I realise I'm fortunate. I realise there are plenty of people out there who might love the rhinestones and will never get a chance to see them because that is just too, too, um, too expensive. And you're not even mm. factoring in the idea that my parents stayed at a hotel, that loads of people who went there would have been coming from outside of London. Yeah. Um, and they don't even let you bring your own booze in. Do you know what I mean? It's like a big cabal, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. massively, massively. I was, yeah. I was watching the documentary for uh, Woodstock, Woodstock 99. Oh, it's brilliant, that documentary. Really fun stuff. Just really fun stuff. I mean, you kind of forget that, like, a lot of... Uh, I mean, obviously, most of it's horrific, but um, just the uh, the people who are sort of running it, just telling lies, just yeah. talking absolute I, Do you know what, Pete? I'd love to do a deep dive on that. Let's have a quick break and come back mm. and then we'll talk about that in detail because I've seen that as well and I think it's fucking mm. brilliant. I think our listeners will really enjoy um, hearing yeah. about it. So let's take a break and we'll come back. All right, cool. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. We're back with the Luke and Pete Shaw, and we're talking all things Woodstock 99. Were you there? We weren't. Wow, imagine one of our listeners was there. I know. Well, there's a very good chance that that might have happened, I suppose. Right right sort of ballpark, uh, age-wise, you would imagine some of them. Yeah, I would have been 18 at the time. And Mm. by the way, before I go into it, if you are listening, you're one of those people that only listens for new battery brands. We will come to that in a minute. Uh, We'll do that before we go. Um, I would have been 18 at the time. Mm. I I I went to... Glastonbury 98 mm. so I, I was definitely kind of deemed by my family old enough to go I mean when yeah. I'm 18 I guess I'm legally an adult so I could have gone anyway but mm. what I loved about that documentary Pete and for those who haven't seen it it's a three-parter it's on Netflix it's called Trainwreck I think it's yeah. it's brilliant it's much better than the, the Bill Simmons one the Ringer one which was also pretty good but this one's better um, and um, what I loved about it 
and I hope this isn't too high-minded for you, is that it was about a music festival ostensibly, but actually it's nothing really to do with the music festival at all mm. by the end of it, is it? It's it's just about the fallout of just a lot of bros smashing the shit out of uh, smashing the shit out of a, out of a festival site. It it kind of reminded it, it basically a lot of the bands that were playing over the weekend were uh, of a time. Let's say your corns, your mm. biscuits, and stuff like that. And I remember being around that time, and I probably felt the exact same way as a lot of the lads in that crowd felt that it kind of. You know, you helped you express yourself a little bit. Uh, the anger is, you know, it's a little bit punk rock. It's a bit like, oh, fucking yes, this is so good, yes. Um, but as with anything like that, it always spills over into mega violence when you've got a weekend, uh, or a really hot weekend where everyone's hot. Uh, bottles of water are $10 a pop. Uh, and everyone's drunk and angry and on drugs, and they just want to see the world burn effectively because the, the music of the time was very... Um, uh, testosterone wasn't it it was kind yeah. of like you don't want to blame the bands but there was a lot of that kind of thing about like there was just every fucker in that documentary every bloke I don't they, I don't think they used their, their hands all the way through the, the, the festival because they were constantly in the fuck you up yours uh, <laughs> configuration absolutely yeah. constantly through the whole thing yeah, I, I, <laughs> I found I found it um, like almost like it was almost scientific in its detail on mm. how to piss a group of young men off. Yeah. And that's not to excuse the behaviour of them, yeah. them, them, because that obviously was, they, they, they chose to behave that way. So, I mean, mm. the, the, the responsibility, of course, lies with them. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think you also need to probably differentiate between the horrific attitude towards women and the, and the way that a lot of women who attended that festival who have absolutely exactly the same amount of right to be there as any man does, mm. um, how they were treated, which was abysmal. Um, but put that to one side, because that's kind of non-negotiable, really. The other stuff, it, the, the breaking of things, the setting fire to things, the kind of almost like overwhelming rejection of what they felt like that festival had become as a reflection of mm. what wider society had become. It's really interesting from an anthropological point of view because basically what you're saying is if you put a load of fucking adolescent men through to kind of young adult men in that environment and as you say, you turn the heat up quite literally, you give them a load of aggressive music to listen to, you reduce the facilities to a point where they're so expensive it becomes essentially like an, like an ersatz lord of the flies mm. and see what happens. Yeah. And what happens is actually quite frightening when you think about how thin the veneer of civility and society can be right mm. like yeah. it's for those who haven't seen it it's a very well publicized story so i don't think there's any kind of apology for spoilers it starts off with a load of quite well-intentioned staff i mean the owners i think have a lot to answer for uh, the s- staff start off quite well-intentioned quite excited and end up literally barricading themselves in their own buildings because they think they're going to be potentially ripped to pieces or set on fire by an unruly angry mob right yeah and 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 and, and the thing i found particularly egregious Apart from the the guys who who who, who exhibited that behaviour, who deserve you know, the majority of the blame, the guys who ran it, they can't try to pass the blame in every direction possible, right? Yeah, you can't. You can't. It, the Fred Durst thing. Fred Durst got a lot of stick for that, and I think personally, I think Fred Durst is probably a complete dickhead, right? I put my cards on the table. Don't know him. He seems like a cunt. He probably is one. But my point is, you know what you're getting, right? Yeah. You don't bring Fred Durst into this studio, for example, do a show with him. And then complain that he's Fred Durst. 
Like, mm. he's always going to be like that. He's always going to do sh- songs like Break Stuff. He's always going to... I mean, every single... Like, without exception, I think, every single Limp Bizkit song is diabolical, right? <laughs> Absolutely, inexcusably I'm take, diabolical. I'm, I'm taking umbrage with all of this. But, yeah. <laughs> I might give you a pass on that one they did for um, Take a Look Around and for the Mission Impossible soundtrack. Which I think right. is actually probably fair enough. What have you enough. got against that, that Pink Floyd song with Block from Stained? <laughs> oh, the lyrics of some Limp Bizkit songs, man. It's just like you're trying to be bad. You're trying to make a, a song that is almost deliberately bad and seeing if people will still buy into it. And they do. They just, do. Look, Luke, it's just one of those days when you just want to break stuff. Yeah, the only, the only people who come out of it in terms of performers of any credit are Bush and Sheryl Crow, right? <laughs> I guess so, but like, it's just funny that like, Corn were uh, subheadlining. Uh, they, they, they were they were on before Bush on the Friday night. You forget how big Bush were in the US at that. You'd point, really the do because they yeah. were never that big over here. No. even hilariously, but it was yeah. just it was just hilarious that they come on and they had to do their big song first because otherwise. Well, I found it remarkable, Pete, that the evident of you with Gavin Rossdale, of course, lead singer of Bush, yeah. who says like, I was watching Corn set from backstage. And he says something like, I realised straight away that ultimately my first priority was to calm the crowd down. You're probably quite looking forward to it. Headline of the festival with the Woodstock with Woodstock above the door. Great, this I'll get my family down. It's gonna be amazing. It's not amazing. Everything's on fire. So you need to go out there and do a ballad. Yeah, it's, it's incredible watch. But incredible everything watch. it just made me like it was just like everything like every bit of music, every sort of popular bit of music that then was just so fucking heteronormative kind of testosterone and like it's the same time that you had like your South Parks and WWE was in its attitude era and it was mm. like fucking th- fucking fuck you you know I won't do what you tell me kind of rage sort of stuff and it was just I forgot how fucking rank it all was like, that was and, awful and it's dated so it's badly very very dated it's da- it's, and, and, and um, I totally I totally agree I, th- I think um, the the reaction to how people felt they were being tr- treated by society at that time particularly in America mm. The, the kind of precursor to the America left behind, if you like, which is you know, which is talked about a lot now as well, I suppose, as justification for some of the behaviour, the unacceptable behaviour that happens in American society mm. and here, to be fair. Mm. Um, but what what you forget is that how machismo it was, and how, mm. as you say, heteronormative, and how testosterone fueled, and how almost like it's essentially. You know, it's it's a very white movement, isn't it? That, it's, mm. it, and you got the whole Kid Rock element to it as well. Who basically Kid Rock is basically a Southern tourist, really. He's from a very affluent background, from mm. up in uh, up near the Detroit, I believe. And he's really bought into that kind of subculture uh, and really become a tourist and really a kind yeah. of ambassador for it. But ultimately, it's, it's it's all bracketed up and all this kind of quite quite kind of below-the-radar racist nonsense, really. Yeah. Um, but I do think there's more to it than that in that case. I think, I, think, I think the way it just descended and went so far south, it was unbelievable. I mean, you literally, you got Red Hot Chili Peppers by the time they come on, they're looking out over the festival site, and it's just on fire. I mean, it's literally, it's literally yeah, yeah. on fire. Is um, it, I mean, it's, it's just like... Uh, it, I mean, Kid Rocket, like a lot of these people who... You know, claim to represent the the uh, underclass in America. They're carpetbaggers, like, like yeah, of course. All fucking Kid Rock does, and and he's yeah. he's kind of got his identity now, and it's just good god. And also, the oh, music's not even recent. fucking good. I know it's a subjective judgment, <laughs> but like, it's just not even good. Like, the, it, I I I would kind of I wouldn't forgive any of the fucking shit he comes out with because he's a complete prick. But mm. 
if the music was good, he was like genuinely like an artist. It's almost a bit like, okay, you're doing your bit. You know what I mean? I, 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 do have a, I do have an idea that, certainly not when it comes to kind of race relations and stuff, but I do have an idea that, you know, a lot of artists, look at your fucking Axel Rose, you know what I mean? He is a mm. fucking artist. He's mm. not like the rest of us. He's not supposed to be like the rest of us, right? Mm. I mean, Kid Rock's basically trying to do Axel Rose, but not even doing any good songs. No, it's like, no. So anyway, but people like it. Uh, they liked it then. They like it now. Um, he's been talking about running for president again. Great. <laughs> I love that that's just a thing in America, isn't it? It's just rough that's rough for president. president. Bit yeah. bold, room for it. Every rock star after a certain age has got, I'll just have a crack at that then. Lovely. But but that kind of perceived put upon white rage slash anger that that manifested itself in that thing like almost 25 years ago now, Q that's not gone now. away. Say again? It's queuing on now, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, it's know, not gone away. It's, I mean, I think, where, I think sadly, went. we're going to see an awful lot more of it... Um, Awful lot more of it in the coming years, I'm afraid. But anyway, it's a brilliant documentary. Like I say, it's a documentary that starts out as being about a music festival, uh, ends up being about, as all all the best documentaries do, it ends up answering, asking and answering far bigger questions about the human condition, I think. If that's not too high-minded a thing to say, it's definitely worth Mm. watching if you've got a a Netflix subscription, which I'm led to believe is absolutely everyone. By the way, Peter, on that, um, you know that Disney Plus have got more subscribers than Netflix already? Yeah, they sort of overtook, yeah. I, mean, I wonder, what is it just Star Wars? What, what, how have they managed to sort of claim that? You know Disney's quite big. <laughs> yeah, but how have they managed to sort of... I mean, I'm trying to think the shows I've watched on Disney+, Plus, and I think there's only... It might actually be Hulu that's uh, the only murders in the building. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what... Yeah, but it's all those Disney Disney's movies and all those Disney yeah, characters and stuff, true. and it? it's just a bit of a behemoth, isn't it? It's probably that dog, that, that, um, that really middle-of-the-road um, kids film where that dog punches that bloke. It's probably just that, really. It's probably just people watching that one yeah. over again. That's where it went viral, and everyone just said, well, yeah. I'm going to pay for that. I'm fucking paying for it. It's the I'm first meme I'm ever going to pay for. Um, uh, should we do batteries before we go, Peter? Quick, a quick bit of battery action. Yeah, lovely old job. Uh, if you found a battery in a bit of like, an old head torch that your dad's got inexplicably three of next to, next to his computer, unexplained, worryingly so, uh, just open it up <laughs> and have a look. Uh, if there's a, an interesting battery brand in there, we want to hear from you. And, the you know, it, it, there seems no, there's no signs of any of this slowing, so there must be just an unlimited... Uh, a rate of, of battery brands out there. Uh, Hi, chaps. I'm staying overnight in London for a job interview, and I obviously opened up the remote to see what delights are inside. Chris, are these Ativa Alkaline new players? Ativa, Ativa Alkaline new players. A T I V A. They are Correct. the only batteries with that name posted into yes. our email inbox. That is a Come new player, on. Chris. I've always been fascinated by people who've got a name Chris but with no H in it. It's uh, nice, I, isn't it? I don't think I've ever met anyone like that. Um, so no. thanks for getting in touch, Chris. Uh, you have entered a new player into the game. Well done, you. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Colin has got, come in with uh, uh, maybe a new player. I've not heard of this one before. Introducing Sagittar. <laughs> Sagittar is amazing. So is yeah. that Colin, yeah? Yeah, Colin. Came with an outdoor gas fire pit, but I uh, didn't trust the quality. As you can see, they're a little battered, so I used the trusted Duracell in the actual equipment. Thanks for the laughs, Colin. Do you reckon it's... Uh, you, I'm, I'm trying to sort of figure out where you would put a battery in a gas fire pit. Maybe just for ignition, possibly? Yeah, probably. Um, mm. Sadly, Colin, you are the third person to send in Sagittar. Oh, First person to do it was Andrew, who sent it in on uh, New Year's Eve 2020. Yeah, he had nothing on. Um <laughs> email came in about 5pm as well so he was uh... nice oh no actually no, to be fair to him he's five hours behind he's in Massachusetts so Beautiful. it's lunchtime he's probably just gearing up for the big celebrations and <laughs> our friend George also sent in um, Sagittars uh, around December of last year so you're only the third person to send those in Colin but thank you for trying 
I see. All right, funny for now. Alex Coleman has come in with a battery selection from quite possibly the most distressing child's toy of all time, a chainsaw. Hey, trees need to be cut, baby. <laughs> it's just a great message. Uh, found a <laughs> pair of high-watt batteries in a child's chainsaw toy. Are they new players? Should kids have chainsaw toys? Probably not. <laughs> I'm not qualified to answer the second one. No. But the first one is, I'm afraid to say, nowhere near a new player. Um, it's been sent in... I don't know how many times, but it's at least in double figures. So that's a no. So no, one out of three this week. Unlucky. It's a, well, look, I'm just glad we got one. I think there's, yeah. there's weeks where we haven't had any, uh, and that sucks. Uh, but I'm just glad we got one this week. Justify, justifies the feature. It certainly does. All right, then. Let's wrap up this show. We'll be back on uh, Monday morning uh, for more Luke and Pete Show fun. If you'd like to get in touch, uh, in the meantime, uh, via Twitter, we are at Luke and Pete Show. We've also got an email address. Look at us. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. And you can find us on Instagram with a similar configuration of letters. Uh, We'll be back on Monday. Luke, say goodbye. Have a lovely weekend, my friend. Yes, uh, goodbye to you all. Have a lovely weekend yourselves. Um, I look forward to speaking to you again on Monday. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.